Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to be in Psalm 67, but before we get to that scripture, let's begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Our prayer today it was written by Hildegard of Bingen. Holy Spirit, the life that gives life, you are the cause of all movement. You are the breath of all creatures. You are the salve that purifies our souls. You are the ointment that heals our wounds. You are the fire that warms our hearts. You are the light that guides our feet. Let all the world praise you. Amen. Amen. Scripture is Psalm 67. Listen for a word from God. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Brett, the psalmist begins this with an echo of the Aaronic and I'm saying, as in of Aaron, blessing. <laughs> not ironic. Yeah, not the Aaronic <laughs> blessing, um, which we often use in worship where um, the Lord God tells Aaron, who will be serving as a priest, that this is how he should bless the people. Um, and so that's what that first line is. But the psalmist is connecting it to something greater. What do you see happening in this passage? Yeah, I see what's happening in this passage. What what scripture does so incredibly well um and that is take something that's known and then tweaking it to mean something completely new um i've been teaching this class in the first five books of the bible and we've been looking at some of the ancient near eastern myths that existed at the same time of kind of our creation stories and about marduk how, marduk <laughs> anuma leash um and, and how they would take these uh, archetypes and motifs of other myths and then they twist them just ever so slightly to create some new theological point about how incredible God is. Um, and I think we're seeing a similar thing with this. If this was a psalm that was, as you said, offered to um, Aaron and, and the priestly blessing of to a very specific group of people for, to doing a specific job, that's really important. And so the psalmist takes this, which would have been well known uh, in, in Israelite culture, 
and blows it up uh, and and extends it uh, to pair it with our passage on Monday to put it in the many dwelling places, the many abiding places. There's a universality uh, to this uh, blessing that is that is gifted upon the earth, not just for priests, not just for the chosen people, not just for people, uh, but all of creation is kind of tied into this great blessing that we see uh, from God. How, how do you see it? This is, this is your blessing, so I feel like this you've is really the one. Got, this um, is the one. <laughs> and you know why? Because it was my home pastors. Mm. This is what I got to hear. But um, so the blessing is given um, while the people are in the wilderness. So may God bless you and keep you had a very specific meaning in this fearful place. Yeah. I love this because it says... Um, we are blessed so that your way may be known upon the earth. We should be people who praise you. We have the earth, right? They're a settled people now. Um, the earth is yielding food for them um, because God has blessed us. And because of our blessing, we should offer praise and reverence and we should be vocal about um, God's blessings in our lives. So I really like that it takes that extra step. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about if every time I felt, like sometimes, I don't know about you, but I just get this like moment of like recognition of how utterly blessed I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, firm in the knowledge that I didn't do anything, um, but yet it's been grace upon grace. Um, and I want... I wonder if I turn and then share that, hmm. praise God for it, thank God for it. I do think I do the thanking part, but I don't know that I do the um, reverence part. Hmm. Maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, that's what I like about this. It is, you have been blessed. Now you should praise God and I, and I also think there's an element of action to it, although it doesn't say it explicitly in this, um, so that we can actually also invite others into the blessing. The blessing is just so um, incredible because it can be used in so many different contexts uh, that can draw us back to, like you say, uh, those incredible moments. Uh, I'm sure for you, uh, having it being heard in, in the home church where you... Mm-hmm. really had a, this first kind of total experience with God that there is a uh, comfort and a home to it. Uh, and I'm sure that there are people in our congregation that when they hear it, uh, the experience that they've had with God and First Presbyterian since you've been here, uh, that that they uh, associate that with that home. My dad actually, um, this was when we were, when, when we were young enough to be tucked in, mm-hmm. um, however, whatever age you go to, he would actually say this to us every day. Your parents are amazing. They're pretty great. Um, I will tell you great. this, that people have told me before that their favorite part of the service is the benediction. Yeah. That it's kind of the culmination of, you know, recognizing all of God's blessings and to bow their head and have that offered. Yeah. Um, but it also could be because the sermon was bad and they're glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably not, but yeah, I mean, there is um, there is something so incredible about um, the repetition of beautiful words uh, that remind us um, that can remind us of who God is, uh, but remind us in different ways. It was really interesting um, and beautiful in a lot of ways. I was talking to my 
wife and her uh, mom grew up Lutheran um, and then as Allie grew up and she, she got married she started going to her husband's church which was more uh, non-denominational and, and evangelical and kind of like a, a mega church mm-hmm. um, and uh, she's kind of done a lot with the Lutheran church lately um, and a really horrific uh, tragedy happened where a family friend that they, they lost a child mm-hmm. um, and she's kind of reconnected with this mother um, and uh, and reconnected with the Lutheran liturgies and both of them have found comfort and a home and this this wife this this woman grew up Lutheran had done a similar thing and left and we're now kind of being drawn back to this these words that had become a part of them that they hadn't heard in you know 20 years uh, that was finding hope uh, in the midst of them I think my faith has grown the most in the liturgy. And here's what I mean by that. I was a very new Christian, never knew what liturgy was. But when we joined the church, I was in a um, master's program where I was a teaching assistant and I taught public speaking at at University of Georgia. And so when, um, when our worship team found out about that, they were like, come be a liturgist. And they explained to me, why we say what we do. This is before the time when we would have it in the bulletin, right? Mm -hmm. And that helped me grow more in my faith. And I say it all the time. I want those words inside my daughter. Mm -hmm. I want the words of, um, of forgiveness and of the assurance of pardon. And, um, as Ryan once told me, um, she had memorized the Assassin's Creed, which was actually the Apostles' Creed. But um, yeah, so it was. I think the liturgy is huge. It is. It is. You know, I've been with people in the last moments of their life uh, when when many of their uh, senses are gone, and many their and many of the parts of the brain that bring them comfort, and and they're wrapped in in perhaps fear or even pain. Uh, and then you can start saying the Lord's Prayer, praying the Lord's Prayer, or uh, reciting Psalm uh, twenty-three. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and and you can just see it in their spirit, in their body, uh, in their mind. Uh, of of they they return to they abide, uh, if you will, in that in that safety. Yeah. I think I've told you before, but my favorite professor. Um, we were both in Chicago for the doctoral program I was in and he fell and had a traumatic brain injury. And so he was in a coma for the last three months of his life and he didn't speak. But one day someone came in, a friend of the family, and at the very end he leans in and he whispers, the Lord be with you, David. And he said, and also with you. Well, <laughs> um, to close out, Although that would be a great thing to close out on. But Bob Dylan's got some good words for us. So we'll close out with this quote from Bob Dylan. May God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and let others do for you. Friends, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you will come back on Friday. But for now... As my benediction, I'll leave you the words I say every time I preach that come from Aaron. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. 
May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and in the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Amen.